I'm a technological moron. And that's on record, folks. <laughs> that's the way we kick off, uh, what is it, episode 38? Oh, my God. 38. 38. Right? Yeah. Right? I'm pretty confident it's And it is also the first one of 2020. First pot of 2020. Uh, is that what the special occasion is? Yeah, kind of. Would you Would you bring us to drink? Got some G&Ts with the old uh, New Amsterdam. Which, if you don't know, I know way too much about. <laughs> way too much um you know what maybe i don't because i know more about their vodka uh for those of you that don't know and feel free to sponsor us new amsterdam i really fuck with new amsterdam vodka it's like fi- that's what i was talking about earlier oh, it's yeah, five yeah. times distilled it's good shit it's not expensive either no it's not it's like i don't, I don't know what the gin is but the vodka for that same size is like fucking $15.38. Yeah, it was about 13, 14 bucks. It's interesting that they can It's better than Seagram's, but Oh, much better. Yeah. Not, it's not, interesting not like, they can produce it and 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 be okay with selling it at that price. I feel yeah. like I feel like uh I feel like they could charge more for that. Well, thank you, Colin. Cheers. To 2020. To 2020. And you didn't know this and I didn't say this, but I'm going to try and just not drink as much beer. I'm going to try to just not drink as much in general. Hmm. Lofty goal. It is a lofty goal. That, and that's the thing. It's, I could go – I don't really do the New Year's resolutions thing Me because I, I feel like it's just an excuse to try to make yourself feel better when, you know, three weeks from now it's going to all go in the shitter anyway because you're putting unrealistic expectations on yourself. That being said, you know, uh, it, it is a good time – to just kind of start new, start anew, yeah. and so I'm not like, oh, I'm not going to drink, or you know, whatever. But I, I am making a concerted effort to, you know, consume alcohol a little bit slower. And I went to a New Year's party at uh, Sierra's boss's house, and you know, um, and we had our family with us and stuff like that. So I kind of took it easy on New Year's this year, you know, stuff like that, and it, that felt it felt good. Yeah. So, um, I fell asleep New Year's Eve <laughs> and my 10 year old and my wife watched the ball drop and I don't know. And I think he went to bed like right after type shit. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say she went to bed pretty soon after. And, uh, I remember waking me up and I was like, I, I actually wanted to get up. I'll tell the whole story. So the, the night before I slept like maybe two hours, uh, and I got up with, uh, my daughter in the morning and the whole night and the whole day I was just tired. So maybe like nine, I was like, oh, I need to lay down and take a nap because I want to get up and fucking drink this bottle of champagne we got. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then when I got up, I, my wife was just pretty much like, you've been asleep for hours. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. And so I'm like, fuck, I'm actually up and ready to go now. Like that's hilarious. Yeah. So I pulled that move. It was interesting. We weren't going to do like we didn't have any plans. And then uh, Sierra's boss was like, hey, I'm going to have some we're having a handful of people over just for people who don't have plans, other families and stuff like that. So went, you know, it was nice. It was probably the first time. That's probably the first time we went somewhere with our kids for New Year's, which was cool. They all stayed up. uh, They were all up another probably 45 minutes after we got home. So they're all up to like one. Yeah. And. Like two days later, they still hadn't recovered from that. They were still so terrible. 
It's like the equivalent of jet lag. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, my kid uh, went to his grandparents' house a couple of days before and stayed up. You know you know how grandparents do. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just do whatever the fuck they want. Because um, it's like me and cats. Like you get to pet it and just give it back. Like you don't yeah. have to clean the litter box. You don't have to do shit, right? They earn that, right? Right. So they uh, they let him stay up till two or three in the morning, Oof. and he came back and of course he wanted to sleep in till whatever. But I forced his ass up at a regular time, just knowing that it's time to start getting back on that schedule. Speaking of which, shit, we got to go back to work tomorrow. Dog, I went back on Thursday. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I worked Thursday and Friday. Oh uh, well, fuck. All right, well it's a it's a harsh reality for me. Like today has been. It's been a little surreal knowing that that's yeah. that's like the longest stretch off work I've had in probably 15 years. Yeah, it was a long time for me too. And uh, it Thursday was t- was real tough dragging my ass out of bed. You know, because my kids are all pretty self-sufficient now. So as long as there's like breakfast food and stuff in the house, like I don't have to get up. Yeah. You know, so I, I was made a habit over a 10-day period of sleeping until 10 every day and uh, or so. And uh yeah, getting up for work on Thursday and Friday was rough, and then tomorrow when the kids go back to school, having to get up now again at six forty-five to get Row to school at time. Yeah. Ugh. All right, I'm gonna go back to something Here because I don't, I don't want to skip over it. Um, and that is, you started to talk about New Year's resolutions and just kind of the whole bullshit that comes with them—that you know, New Year, New Me mentality. Yeah. So I don't really do resolutions either, but I do think that there is—it's a good. It's a good starting point or good spot to focus on if you actually want to change something. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad mental reset to start, and that's kind of what I'm doing as well. Like in 2020, I have goals of getting back in shape the way I want to be in shape, um, and it. And we actually started before New Year's, but I feel like New Year's was my okay. I've actually made it, uh, you know. A week or two weeks or whatever doing this like i can continue this i can mm-hmm. really do this so I'm, I'm making that a priority uh and it's also a priority we're working out more in the basement like i don't like to i don't like to go out and go to the gym and shit like that like i feel like all the traveling and stuff and the getting ready is unnecessary and and being that my wife just bought a treadmill we literally have everything that's needed in the basement yeah you got like a punching bag and you Dude, got a bunch of fucking- everything We've got, like, the fucking power blocks that replace all the various dumbbells. I also have handles if I wanted to put weight on there. I've got a squat rack. Uh, I've got a trap bar. I've got all the fucking Olympic weights in the world to load all that shit up. Dude, I, I literally have everything. Curl bars. I even have, you know those, like, uh, you ever seen those TRX straps? I don't know what the fuck They're just, like, about. fucking straps with handles, and you can do various exercises. Oh, yeah, yeah, It, yeah. it became really popular at, like, big gyms across the world. Um I've actually found there's a couple really awesome exercises um, that I like on it. I even have those. I just fucking have everything. There's no excuse for me to go to the gym. So my my goal is to also do that. Also consume less alcohol. Um, And then my other goal overarching is just to create more. Hmm. I want to create more music. I want to take more photos. I want to uh, create more art. uh, Everything. I just Mm -hmm. want to create more across the world. I mean, across the board, not across the world, but also across the world. Fuck it. I'm just trying to. I think if I were to put a goal on it, uh, on 2020 is really to focus on the. To uh, I don't know, put myself first for once, mm. put my family first. Fuck yeah, it's time to be selfish. Uh, just it's. it's 
you know, just a couple of years, the last couple of years have been really tumultuous with a lot of our friends and a lot of our, and their relationships and, and just in general. And I, and, you know, we, off, you know, so the last couple of years have just been spent so much time, you know, uh, kind of being our friend's therapist, which, are, which is fine. You know, I'm happy to be that, but you know, that gets tiring too. And yeah. so like, I, do you need someone to talk to? Do you want to talk to me? <laughs> I, I mean, I have a therapist, I'm just uh, but I, 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 I don't, I'm, I guess I just, I want to focus more on my marriage. I want to focus more on my family and parenting focus on healing relationships. I, so one cool thing that happened over the last couple of weeks since we took a week off is um, I <clears throat> ended my year uh, reconnecting with one of my best friends who we had a falling out four years ago and hadn't spoken since. Oh, wow. And he hit me up and uh, I said, let's do it. And uh, we went and got a beer and uh, talked for a while and just picked up where we left off. Yeah. It was nice. You know, it it was two adults <clears throat> getting over shit. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It was like a black cloud that's been following me around that's gone now for the last four years. So has it bothered you for four years? Oh my god! Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a it's like a wound that needed stitches that I just kept putting band aids on. So I don't. I'm not going to dig into the, the personal aspects of it um, unless you can talk about what actually caused you guys to have a falling out. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a long story it, it, that had a lot to do with um. Yeah, I don't really want to get into it. Uh, it, it, it it's a long story. A lot of it had to do with just like real close friendship. You know, yeah. you get to that point and then, you know, you kind of hit these barriers and, uh, there was, there was some betrayal and there was some, uh, there was some betrayal and there was some, uh, not good friendship that happened. Uh, a lot of it wasn't on him though. Um, but, uh, is this a situation where sometimes sides get chosen, things like that? Yes. And it involved, you know, it, it involved us as a couple, and he and his wife as a couple, and another couple, and it, it yeah. just—it's a—it was a big, it was a big ordeal. I, I've had something, that. I've had something similar. So, but you, we reconnect, re, we reconnected, and that felt really good, and continues to feel really good. And so, I ended my 2019 with that, and then I started it with my family, and then on New Year's Day, practicing with my band. You know, it was like yeah. it was like I ended with reconnecting an old friendship. And started it like focusing on my family and my art, and so that was it's that feels pretty good. So I had a, a similar uh, issue. I would say I had a similar um, downfall of a friendship. Right, um, mine was. I can talk more about the specifics specifics of mine because I'm to this day we don't we don't associate or talk. Sure. Um, so I told you the story a while back about how I got in the accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my best friend, and he ended up passing away when f- a few days after I turned eighteen. So, his brother and me were like, I mean, we stayed friends throughout the whole thing. You know, uh, there was a small group of us, and I went through a lot of, uh, you know, the psychological aspect of it, the survivor's guilt, things like that. And I think what got me through all that was a collection of things, but most notably is friends. And having people in my corner that I felt like supported me through this and knew what a tragic accident this was, 
was a great thing, right? So, and one of those people that did that and was one of the best friends in the circle was um, the the guy I'm speaking about. It was actually his brother. Uh, you know, fast forward some years, and I'm I'm horrible with dates. I'm horrible with time frames, so I'm not even going to pretend to say, oh, you know, seven years later, because I, I truly don't know. I'm fucking terrible with it. Um, <clears throat> he was married, had two kids, and they were going through a separation, and he was not being the dad he should be, like under any circumstances. Not only do I mean financially, I mean he wasn't there, you know, for the kids. And one thing that all of us had growing up was we jokingly would say bad dad crew because none of us had good dads. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I felt like being somebody who didn't have a dad, whose dad left when I was, uh, you know, nine weeks old, never met him, uh, you know, and everyone else in the situation having some kind of bad, uh, turmoil with their dad or, or relationship with their dad, I felt like that should make us want to be better parents when we were right so the fact that he was not living up to his responsibilities i called him out on it i just pulled him i pulled him aside it wasn't like i did it on the fucking internet i didn't do it on any forum i just pulled him aside and said hey this is what i feel uh and he was not very receptive of that time goes on um and it was actually getting worse and i would see him go to the bar with us and spend just a fuck ton of money and i personally knew that he was very behind on child support and we pulled him aside again, we being myself and Kyle this time, and said, dude, we, you can't do this. Like, you've got to take your responsibility serious. And uh, literally he said, you do you, I'm going to do me. And that I was the last fucking time we ever talked until I uh, briefly ran into him at Scully's one time. Yeah, you know, and that, that was a similar, a similar situation, not in such a dickhead way because that's yeah. a dick thing to say. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, it was – it, it it was we got to this point where it was like i was like dude this is a big deal and you're not recognizing it as a big deal and i can't act like everything is normal mm-hmm. and he was like i understand if i understand that so if you don't want to talk that's cool and that was it yeah you know it, so who initiated the the conversation or the uh, he reconciliation he did so he reached out he, he you know he, he yeah he hit me up and uh, he was talking about something else you know hey I have these old VHS tapes that I wanted to give you there he was working on something for my dad and uh, he goes I want to meet up sorry it's been so long since we talked if you'd rather me just like leave him on your porch it's fine I was like no man let's do it let's like I pre- like I appreciated him reaching out and um I was happy to hang uh, was, we I ended up hanging out with him one more time before he uh left town mm. and uh so no it was cool i feel it is it's it's wild it, it's wild because it was something that i i feel like i kind of was really hard for me emotionally for about a year and i feel like i got over it mm. and i was kind of just over it and it was i was resigned to this is just that's just life now yeah you know like i said it was a wound that should have had stitches that i kept putting band-aids on yeah you know what i mean so it was always there and now it, it is amazing how much lighter I felt just after having a beer with him. Huh. It was awesome. It That's was nice. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. If the, if the situation ever presented itself, I'd probably do the same um, just because – Life's too short, man. It's not even just that. It's the fact that I didn't choose to end anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose to make that decision, right? Um, do I still feel the way? And would I say it again? Absolutely because I've never been one to shy away from calling somebody on their shit if mm-hmm. I think your shit stinks, right? So that's cool. I ended my uh, – I ended my new year. So I, I mentioned drinking the bottle of champagne, right? I wanted to. I, I went to Aldi to get it. I don't know if you know this, but Aldi has like award-winning champagne. That's not a joke. 
It's hilarious. Like, they have, like, award-winning champagne, and it's, like, 30 bucks a bottle. It's some weird. Of the, it's, it, is, it is fucking weird. It's some of the best champagne, though. So I went to Aldi uh, specifically to get champagne, and I'm behind uh, Dad and his son, and watching their interaction i was like man this kid is like i don't know he's weird he, he was he was respectful he was like addressing the cashier with like oh no sir and thank you and all this stuff and i thought it was i thought it was awesome right so i was watching that interaction and i'm just kind of chilling waiting on the skin all their groceries so i can pay for my big ass bottle of champagne and uh then the the dad had realized he forgot his wallet and was like ah i forgot my wallet and the guy's like oh you forgot it in the car and he's like i gotta be honest i don't think it's in the car i think it's at home and so they're asking him, like, hey, do you want to – you want to put these groceries um, – do you want me to put them in the, like, uh, cooler and, like, come back and get them? And he's like, I probably won't make it back today. And I'm, like, looking at the groceries, and it's it's evident to me that it's it's um, breakfast stuff. It's, like – it's all just breakfast items, right? And this is uh, New Year's Eve. Everything closes early. We're, like, uh, 15, 20 minutes before it closed. And I was like, I'll pay for that. Nice. And he's like – I'm sorry? And it, he had kind of a foreign accent. And he's like, I'm sorry? And I was like, I'll pay for that. And he was like, oh, no, it's I, I couldn't do that. And I said, honestly, it looks like it's breakfast. And he was like, yeah, every year, like, we get up on New Year's and we make breakfast together as a family. I was like, then let me pay for it. Like, let me just buy that. So he tried to get my address and all these things. And I was like, no, it's really cool. I mean, it was like 40 bucks. But I was like, no, it's it's honestly cool. Because I think about, like, New Year's Eve how much fucking money I could potentially spend by going out. Yeah. You know, you, you get an outfit, you get an Uber, you get whatever it is, you go out, you buy everybody drinks because you're in a great mood and you're celebrating. Like, by the time it's done, you're spending a few hundred bucks. Not me. I'm chilling at home with my family. I bought a few things. We got a $30 bottle of champagne and some beer. Like, that's all we were doing. So it felt like a win, and it felt a, like a good way to close off uh, the end of the year. And he was he was actually blown away. He said things like, I've literally never had a, a stranger do anything like even remotely that nice for me. That's awesome. And I was like, you know, and I didn't feel like it was like an exceptionally nice thing. I just felt like it was, uh, it was, I felt like it was the right thing. I didn't feel Were like, you like you paying attention to this one, God? No, no. <laughs> he, he, he did say, he goes, he goes, can I pay you back? Can I, can I, uh, get your address and like mail you a check? And I said, no, don't worry about it. And he goes, I, uh, I guess this is one I'll have to pay forward. And I was like, do that. Like that's more what I'm about. So. That was pretty cool. I thought it was neat. Did you get new kicks or are those out of the archives? No, these are not out of the archives. These are new. These are nice. the uh, Nike Epic React 2. So React, the whole React bottom, it's kind of like uh, Nike's answer to the boost from Adidas. Uh, so if you look, they're like kind of wide-bodied and they yeah. have like a lot of stability. No, got these on the recommendation of my wife. She did some research and we were both looking for new running shoes. So you're wearing girl shoes. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm not. I'm just Motherfucker! There. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, no, not to. Did you just assume the gender of my shoes? <laughs> what are you doing? No, uh, I got her a pair too. Not the same uh, color, but so we both got new running shoes. She bought a treadmill, and we're just you know living that life. Nice balling shoe bay. Uh, let's see what else has happened over the last week. Uh, you know, I so I got that show that I booked. That's in a couple weeks, and I uh, I went and like printed flyers. Yeah, at Kinko's, well, FedEx office, so dumb. Yeah, uh, I, and I went to a death metal show on Thursday night, 
and fucking pass out flyers grinding like i used to man yeah it felt good it felt good i got that new windbreaker and which it, by the way i don't know what that is but it looks nice it's i like it it's the band nothing it's like oh, their merch it? yeah it's pretty oh, cool it's fucking no i like uh, how it's like a little bit long too yeah and uh i got that windbreaker and it's got like a big flap like a starter jacket pocket you mm-hmm. know what i mean and i just had the handbills in there and i was like you know and i was just like grinded man like you could ask like anybody who was at the show with me you know it was yeah. like it was like i was not holding conversations i was just like boom talking to people like just social grinding like i used to back in the day and it was just so it was so weird because it was like for one it's exhausting you know i i don't think i've been that social at a show in years um and i'm a pretty social guy at shows mm-hmm. uh, but um going it's just funny because like beatrice and i went to kinko's and f- the first thing was we pull up and she goes this is FedEx. And I was like, yeah. She goes, you said we were going to Kinko's or something like something silly sounding. And I said, Kinko's. Yeah, it used to be called Kinko's and FedEx bottom. I still call it Kinko's. Anyway, you go in there. Dude. And it's funny you commented on that about how you spent all evening there. Yeah. It is amazing how much easier that shit is now. I, I mean, when I was, when I was a kid, when I was fucking 21 years old or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was like bring a USB thumb drive or a CD you burned, yeah. um, open it on their slow ass fucking machines, print it out. You know, everything's so slow. You got to use Photoshop. You know, like all this stuff. Yeah. And now, dude, you walk up to the copy machine. You stick your card in the. There's a screen. You stick your card in. Then it says like you can you can log into Google Drive. You can log into Dropbox. Uh-huh. You can email. To such and such at FedEx.com, which I did. I just emailed high-res JPEGs of that, and it gives you a code. You type the code in, and then your files are right there, and you can choose color, black and white. I, I mean, Beatrice were, and I were in – I printed like 15, like 8.5 by 11 color copies and then like a bunch of handbills. And we cut them there, and the blade was – like I just remember like the campus one. It was always just like you'd be cutting them, and you had more than like three did sheets. You, it'd be like – Did you go downtown? No, with the uh, uh, Kenny and Henderson. I used to go to the one right downtown. Oh, that one's good. Yeah. Um, I used to always just go to the campus one, though. Yeah. And it was like the blades were always really dull and the computers were always really slow. And, dude, we were in and out of there in like 12 minutes. It was awesome. So that that is better than I used to do. And it's way uh, cheaper than it used to be. I don't actually remember how much it was. Uh, but I used to – see, what I did it a little bit differently. So I would make one at home. I would I had it template sized for four per page, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back in front. Well, not, I want to say back in front, but what I would actually do was I'd print it out and I'd flip the paper over and print it again. And so it'd print on back and front. Yeah. I would take my copy to Kinko's, throw it on the copier and just copy it for like, you know, eight cents. A I would do that sometimes too. Spend eight bucks, get a hundred, cut that, make 400. And then, uh, I'd always use their blades. And then we'd hit whatever show was at the Alrosa that Friday. Cause I went to every Friday at the Alrosa. With a stack of flyers, because I was definitely playing there within the next like month. That's just how it went, uh, and yeah, it shit was fun. Uh, but I commented that thing from uh, the fucking nail in the coffin uh, Eminem diss track to Benzino from back in the day, where he says like, "What you know about like spending uh, all your money at disc makers?" I didn't, like I didn't realize. Yeah, that. the lyrics that I uh, the lyrics that I put on there. If you read them back, it's actually from the nail in the coffin. I think it's from nail in the coffin uh, diss track from Eminem. Where he talks about pressing up your own flyers at Kinko's. I was like, oh, the, I'm put this on here. Um, cool little serendipitous thing that happened, though, was like 
I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, this would actually be a really good – like Thursday afternoon, I was like, this would be a good show tonight to pass out flyers at. Um, so I was like, I'm going to make this happen today. And I was like yeah. making dinner and I was like, I'm going to go to Kinko's after dinner and I'm going to print these things. And I had added Postal to the show or I'd asked them if they wanted to play. And uh, they got back to me like 15 minutes before I left to print flyers. And I was like, yes. So I was able to add their name to the flyer. Yeah. And uh, so it just worked out really well in that regard. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. Um, I do miss those days. Uh, I, I miss, we used to go to um, campus, like when I was in Captrage, we used to go to campus, wait outside Newport. And when shows would let out, we would stand there and hand flyers or hand CDs, you know. Yeah. And uh, one thing we did later is when we were promoting an upcoming show, I would ask for an mp3 from each of the bands that they wanted and i'd burn like four and five like samplers nice. yeah i'd burn samplers and go pass Oops. them out at shows yeah uh because i mean why the fuck not yeah speaking okay. of music i finally put our demo from 2015 onto spotify and so, and i did all that because i wanted With to go all through, alex on vocals that's right I wanted to go through all of the uh, approval process to get on all the streaming platforms and all that bullshit um, so we can plan to release a newly recorded track. Um, we're going to do that. Yeah. Nice. It's fucking – it's actually – it's quite simple. Quite simple. Shout out to DistroKid for making it so fucking simple. What else did you do on winter break? Um, oh shit! Went uh, laser tag. Man, we have like one week off of this fucking thing, and we have been spending what first half an hour or just on winter break. Like, did a lot of shit. I mean, I had free time, right? You had free time. Our yeah. kids had free time. I designed a lot of band logos. Um, I saw you were actually super active on Beer Money. I saw like lots of well, just pumping lots of that. Even even if it was stuff that was already out there, yeah, you're pumping lots of it onto uh, yeah. social media. But I mean, I did. I, I mean, I did. Just yesterday, I designed like a death metal logo yesterday, like a hand drawn, yeah, crazy thing yesterday. It looked like tree roots, kinda. And yeah. just this morning, I worked on uh, three options for a like a one of those younger metalcore, new metal bands. You know, so he wanted something that was like real, like ninety nine vibe. Hell yeah! I was like, dude, that's like when I learned how to do design. So, like, I can I can do that shit with my eyes closed. But uh, it is it's it's the, the beer money thing. You know, I've tried and I've tried to start. I totally asked you what else you did on winter break, and then started talking about myself. Sorry. That's what I do, man. That's what I do. Um, I turn it around on your ass. But uh, I. Uh, you know, I've started – I've done a lot of freelance design my life, in my life. That, like what I've been doing since I was 18 years old, 17, yeah. 18 years old is doing, you know, little design jobs and big design jobs and all that. And I've had – you know, I had csimula.com and I had Simotasia, which was what I was calling it for a while. And, you know, I had all these different things I was doing and it's always been – you know, I've always had a lot of – stuff but sometimes you know, it's been in fits and starts beer money i'm not gonna lie you know i started this what five months ago something like that and the amount of uh it's it i guess what i'm saying is it is it feels like the validation of knowing that i'm tapping something that is something people are looking for which is the amount of young 
bands that don't have access to uh, anybody that can even vector a design for them. Well, that don't have access to design tools for one, but young bands that just don't that want good aesthetics but don't have the money to. Uh, you know, like I did that Toxic Warlord logo yeah. for my guys, and, and 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 you know, it's just it's fucking, they're a fucking thrash band, and you know, they're a, they're just a local band that's grinding, doing their thing, and and uh, you know, you could yeah, you could email the Lord of the Logos, a dude from Ukraine or wherever who does all the all the death and black metal logos for two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks pop, something like that, or you could just say hey. Can you make a thrash logo? That, the funny story behind that uh, logo was, so it's uh, two Fridays ago, and Chris, the guitar player of Toxic Warlord, posted on Facebook that he was looking for someone to do a thrash logo. And you said me. And I, <laughs> and I commented, and I was like, me, please. Yeah, I saw that. And he messaged me later that night, and we had a couple friends over, and we were hanging out, and I was fucking hammered. I was hammered. And... He sent me some, he sent me some examples of what he's looking for. Yeah. And I wanted it. And you know, designers do this. Designers will give you a break, just like tattoo artists will, will give you a break if it's something they really want to do. Oh, that yeah. was a job I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I want to do an angular, like thrash logo where things like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I was like 50 bucks. <laughs> Next morning I wake up and I start working on this thing and I'm like, did I really tell him 50 bucks? Because it's like a $150. I mean, it was a lot of work. It was really hard. Turned out really good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, I did get to do some fun design on my vacation. That was nice. That oh, was yeah. just like fun bullshit. I'm trying to think. I mean, there are things I got to do on vacation that I like too, but it was like fucking projects around the house that's been driving me nuts. Yeah. Like I got a second workspace set up in the office. Yeah. So my wife has a workspace now. She can take her laptop. There is a uh, mount with a second monitor. Um, There's one I did yesterday. Oh, shit. I feel it. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, there's a mount with a, or a mount with a second monitor, so it's like the office is now officially a spot where we can both go to work. Mm. Um, so that was something I wanted to do. Um, Hayden gets jealous of all the random like home automation and things that I do with like random like Google Assistant and shit. Uh, and he had mentioned one time that he's like, I really wish like I really wish I could get in bed and turn the lights out. And he's got a Google Home, and I'm like, well, shit, you about to be able to. So I went and got some smart bulbs and put those in and got them all set up and linked up to a couple different routines. So, uh, you know, and they're RGB. So, like, you can turn on and both lights are synced and, like, create this, like, rainbow party effect and shit. And, like, Crazy. there's all kinds of shit, right? And then, But the cool thing is he can now get in bed and verbally say, turn my lights off, and it turns both off. Or he can just say, turn off the ceiling light or turn off the lamp, and it does that. So it's not a big deal anymore. Um, I uh, I like shit like that. That is something that's that I you know we've talked often about how my home is not very automated because we have so many different things, yeah, different brands and stuff like that. Doesn't well, matter anymore. They I all know. Work well, together. I know. Well, except for except for Apple products, they but work. Uh, like well, that, I'm saying like if you want to use Apple HomeKit, you cannot use any Nest things, for instance. Okay. Uh, but bitch ass Apple, <laughs> bitch ass Apple, uh, but. You know, we had an Echo Dot from a couple of years ago that was just sitting in a drawer. Yeah. And, but then my mother-in-law got us a, you know, we had a Nest Cam out front, but she got us a Ring camera 
like the it's like got a motion sensor and a sure. camera and uh and like really fucking bright lights yeah to turn on if you want them so we got a, a spotlight cam we got a ring camera and uh a ring and then like the a base station and start of a ring home security system yeah like she got us like a uh, like a motion sensor do you and have a, a ring doorbell no do and you a, want one for free maybe Okay. I mean, I have the camera right above my door. So I know. It really matter, I, I just but, um, I have the one where you can talk to him and shit. Well, I can talk through this camera too. Uh, oh, just kidding. Jesus. And then like uh, one of those like door things, you know, like beep beep. Yeah. You know, and uh, the like quickie mart. Yeah. And then like some ranges. So my mother in law got us a bunch of like a whole ring security system starting kit basically, yeah. and uh, and then got us another Echo Dot. So then it was like, oh, well, I guess we're an I guess we're a Jeff Bezos home now. You know what I mean? And, uh, so, you know, hooked all that stuff up. So we're getting there. You know, I have that, we have one of those like Facebook portal things. Really? My, my father-in-law got one for us because he's got one and. Man, and I, I literally, I, I've not met anybody who had one yet. I didn't buy it. Yeah, I, I just know, got it. but even, even so, like. It, 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 it feels silly having a Facebook product on my, on my counter in my kitchen. That being said, as far as video chat goes, it is amazing. I mean, it for one, it's got this really wide angle lens; mm-hmm. it sees everything. But then, like, looks her faces, and will while someone's talking, it'll zoom in on their face. Yeah, like like it's stuff like that. It's it, it's really cool, really responsive, really high quality. Anyway, but that can be an Alexa thing, uh, base station or whatever. So it's like I got kitchen, I've got upstairs, I've yeah. got front room. You know, so like we're getting there. We're getting there. It's awesome. Simulos are getting into the twenty. 20- uh, 2000s. <laughs> uh, no, I... I uh, 2010s, maybe. We have... I have a Ring 2 Pro doorbell. Uh, and I took it out. Because it stopped just, like, not fully working the way mm-hmm. I wanted it to. So I bought one of the... I just, we talked about this before. I bought the Nest. And the cool thing about the Nest is when you hit the doorbell, it automatically comes up on my Google Nest Home screen. Oh, nice. And all of the Nests in the house go... Doom, Someone's at the door, and it starts rec- – now it recognizes faces. So, like, when Hayden's friends push it, it's like Colin's at the door. I'm like, it's fucking wild. That's that's interesting. <coughs> but, like, when – that's the cool thing. Is when I, I will say that I like – as far as the camera goes, the angle on the ring is better. The wide angle on it is nice. Um, there's parts of it that are, I like a lot better. But the actual, like, camera interface, uh, I like the Nest better, I think. But uh, – um, that's one thing, though. It's it's all connected to the Alexa. Just so you know, you can change the angles on a lot of those. Uh, you can I, go in and change the field of view to like one thirty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, that's uh, quality wise, it's about the same. Yeah, I, I'm talking like the interface for the timeline. Yeah, no, the interface like that. I like is the fine. Nest when when you better. said, I thought you said when you said the angle of the camera, I thought you were talking about the field of view. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. The, so that I will say that the ring camera gets way wider than the Nest will. Does it though? Unless I was stupid, I, I feel like because anyway. a lot of the times there's a setting you can go in and fix oh. it. Um, damn, what else? I I could have swore I thought I was going to. Oh yeah, I you asked me what else did I do on break? Laser tag, and I started oh, to yeah. talk about this. Yes, um, which I invited you out. Uh, you did another week or two or some shit. We should get together and do the same thing. It was fucking fun. It's fun every time I go. Um, I haven't quite mustered up the gumption to take him to Coliseum X yet. What's that? Uh, so, okay. So, Coliseum X is adult laser tag. Oh. It like, is. So there's like tits and stuff? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, <laughs> you basically, you shoot at tits like all over the place. Um, 
No, it's uh and dicks to be fair. To be fair, dicks and sometimes both. Um there are it's like tactical laser tag. So you get to pick up like you, your weapons are like a shotgun, a handgun, an AR. Like there's all these different weapons to choose from that look real and apparently this is like some of the same technology that SWAT uses to train. Um but the So cool- it's playing paintball for people who don't like to get welts. Kinda. The coolest part about it, though, is where you play, like the arenas you play in, they literally look like they were lifted out of, like, Call of Duty. Nice. So, like, one is a uh, – and I could be wrong. Like, they could have changed all these since i last been there. Um, one is – there's, like, all these 50-gallon, like, shipping drums, and it's, like, a dock, and there's, like, pallets and all kinds of shit. One's like that. One is more open residential, has an actual car in there and shit. You can duck under the car, all kinds of shit. Uh, and the third one that I remember is, like, a residential home. It's got – you know, appliances and bedrooms and everything. And this Crazy. is all built within one area. And then I think the last match we played, all of the areas were open. So it was like a way larger map. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's like tactical laser tag. Um, I haven't quite taken in there yet because from what I remember, <coughs> if you get shot there, you have to sit out the rest of the match. It, it's pretty, it's, you know... The matches go a little quicker because mm-hmm. it's literally whoever's last wins. Yeah. And I think they also do something that's like a uh, – you're a traitor where everybody has to face the wall and then he walks around while he's giving the instructions and he taps one person. And whoever he taps is a traitor and they can shoot their own teammates and shit like that. So you basically spend in the match trying to kill the other team and figure out who the fuck the traitor is on the team. Nice. So it's pretty tight. Uh, where we went was Laser Craze. Uh, two floors, all black light style. You get shot, your gun turns off for four seconds, and then it comes back on. There's a name on your gun. You can go out and see. Is that on the north side? That is right up by us. Um, so it's in it's in Lewis Center. You heard of Sky Zone? Like yeah. the trampoline place? It's fucking oh, next okay. to Sky Zone. Okay, okay. Um, anyway, so he wanted to do something fun. We were like, shit, let's, let's go do this. Um, he was kind of cut off from media, which I'll talk about later, but he was cut off from video games and shit like that for a little bit. So we went to Laser Tag, met up with Kyle. And the fucked up thing is we get there and I'm like, so how many people were playing? And they were like, oh, it's just you three. And I was like, ah, fuck. I looked at Hayden. I was like, do you want to do something else? Because like I wasn't imagining that was going to be very fun. He's like, no, I'm ready. All right, fuck it. So they were going to do a free for all. And then right before we went in there, another three people showed up. So it was a 3v3, us versus them. Uh, Our team fucking dominated those dominated dominated those two kids and their mom uh <laughs> straight up dominated them fuck you mom yeah and then the second game we played was uh three like late teen early 20s so i was kind of like oh, they're probably they're probably gonna kill us because it's like me kyle and a 10 year old right yeah. nope fucking dominated them too and then the third game we played was with those same kids that we played a free-for-all where all six of us were against each other mm. um you could kill any base yada yada so let me just start with my flex. I was number one all three games. Nice. Even the uh, free for all. The free for all, yeah. And uh, dude, Hayden came in second. Nice. Second in the free for all. He was fucking destroying bases, getting all the points. Only had three kills. I had like eighteen kills. Uh, but it's fucking fun. Super fun. You guys got to come out. One thing I've come to terms with in my thirties is that it doesn't matter how good I ever was at video games. The fucking 10-year-olds will always be better. Well, you you say that, but he came in, like, fifth and fourth and shit like that. And in the free-for-all game, he just ran around and killed bases, which give you, like, 
hundreds of points, way more than shooting a person. You got to shoot five people to uh, get the amount of one base. So he was smart. He went around, killed yeah. a few people, and fucking killed bases. Knew exactly what was up. Um, that being said, I felt really good. I was running around fucking feeling like I was Call of Duty. I was like poking around corners and shit all crazy, dude. I talked to Kyle afterwards. I'm like, well, first of all, I was sweating my asshole off. My entire asshole was gone from sweat. Uh, and I looked at Kyle and I'm like, I was like, is this, is this like really hard or am I just like super out of shape? And he was like, I'm fucking sweating. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, it's not just me. And he was like, uh, he was like, you know, I'm good at video games, but like, it's not the same. I'm like, I know. It's not because I was fucking everybody up and I suck at video <laughs> games. Take that shit. You put something on here that I got to ask about. Go. Corn coffee. <laughs> and and we're talking about corn the band. Yeah. And it actually, uh, just just to, just to put it out there, it says corn coffee, LOL. <laughs> like, it's not, you didn't even just put it on here as because a Because I typed the words out and it's hilarious just typing it out. You didn't just put out. the words on here. You literally put LOL at the end of the okay, topic. Okay, so... Uh, on Christmas morning, Sierra was like, just so you know, two of your Christmas gifts haven't, haven't come yet. So uh, you're going to get Christmas gifts in a couple days. And I was like, all right, that's fine. I don't give a shit. You know? Well, that probably has something to do with the fact that uh, less than a week before Christmas, I said, hey, are you done shopping? And you said, no, I'm not done shopping. And I feel like that probably is the same for your family. No, uh, it's just me. But okay. it, she's like, I ordered these weeks ago. Who knows if that's true. I'm just kidding. It's definitely true. Bullshit. Uh, but but uh, no, the day after Christmas, that nothing jacket came. Because she said it was like the two gifts that she was most excited to give me to. That was okay. what was funny. That came, and I was super stoked about that because, I mean, I sent that to her the day that they, the day that they put that on Instagram. I was like, Christmas! <laughs> and then, uh, but then two days later, I'm in the shower, and she comes into the bathroom, and she's like, She's like, do you want your other Christmas gift? It just came in the mail. And I was like, I'm in the shower. And she just reaches in the shower with a bag of coffee that's got the corn logo on it. <laughs> I, I guess corn's got their own brand of coffee. It's whole bean. Like, she get me whole bean, dark roast. I haven't drank it yet. Uh, but I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> uh, I actually did. I can't believe I never put this on there, but I did catch that. I knew that it was a thing. Because uh, somebody else on my friends list had posted about it. It's it's actually funny that they spelled it with a K. Corn coffee. Yeah. With a yeah. It's hilarious. They they sell like French press. They sell everything. It's hilarious. What I wanted though is I wanted like. Did, have you gone to the website and looked at it? No. The rest of it. You should. What I really really wanted was for, um, their descriptions to be better. <laughs> like I wanted awesome fucking descriptions. Yeah. Like I I don't know. Just some some better descriptions. Like coffee to hit your parents too. Yeah, like shit like that. I wanted shit like that. Like I wanted some kind of like branding, some kind of fun around it. But no, it was like <laughs> made with Jonathan Davis tears. Exactly. <laughs> best yeah, for best flavor brew with Dude. Jonathan Davis tears. Sierra did a, such a funny impression of Jonathan Davis the other night. Because we I, we were talking about him crying for yeah. some reason, I can't remember why. But she's like, "Yeah, crying like Jonathan Davis," and she started going. <laughs> and she like and like we were all like, "Yeah, that was you know." She's just crying, but also yeah. she's like, "Fuck you!" And it was like it, she sounded exactly like he did uh, in the end of that of the very first record. Uh, was what was so that? was that Daddy? Daddy, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, 
have you seen on YouTube? Have you saw anyway? Seen saw? Seen? You want, seen you want me to say seen? I seen that. You want me to say seen? I seen it on YouTube. You want me to say no. it? Just because, yes, I'm going to say it just because of. I did say it for one, but I'm going to continue to say it now that I know it bothers you. Uh, on YouTube, anyway, there's a like a I don't, I don't know how many part like docu series of them recording the new album. Have you watched that? Oh, I've been meaning to watch it. You should. It's really <laughs> fucking good. And what surprised me more than anything was the guitar riffs. Dude, there are some fucking nasty guitar riffs on there. Oh, yeah. I love the album. Yeah. <laughs> there are some fucking nasty guitar but, riffs but on it. But listening to them, like, isolated, yeah. just play these riffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, man, I fucking like this yeah, even man. more. And they recorded both. Uh, both guitars were recorded. They were in the room together. Nice. Like, that's how they did it because they feel like that chemistry. By the way, I've always known that, like, they were good guitar players, right? But they're really good guitar yeah. players. Like, disgustingly good. I, I remember um, I saw an interview or something where I want to say Monkey played, like, Eruption. Like, from, like, way back in the day, he played Eruption. So I knew he was a good guitar player, but uh, Head's, like, doing a fucking bunch of crazy sweeps just in between takes. And I'm like, man, this motherfucker is. Too good. Let's see. What else we got on here, Colin? Uh, Don't fuck with cats. Did you put that back on there? Yeah. Did you finally watch it? Finished it last night. Sierra and I watched it over the last week. All right. I know it's only three episodes, uh, but it was just one of those things where, you know. Let's hear it. What's your hot take? My hot. You want to hear my hot take? I really enjoyed it. Sierra was like, I can't believe you like this because uh, you don't usually get down with the true crime stuff. And I was like, no, that's not true. I like true crime stuff. You just don't like all of it. But a lot of it is the same. Yeah. You know, like like she loves that show Snapped, you know, where it's like women who – People snap. Yeah. It's women. It's all like spurned women who snap and uh, a lot of times it's bullshit. Like they like, – like they're, they're sociopaths who fucking, you know – get big life insurance policies on their husbands and then kill them. You know, whatever. She loves that stuff, but it's it's all the That's same. That's uh, weirdly telling. You better watch the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch the fuck out. You start seeing ACH come out for like, you know, $4 a month for fucking Grange insurance or something. You we started, no, watch we, out. No, there was one time we were watching something like that and I was like, you're not buttering me up, are you? <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, no, like it's a lot of the true crime stuff just is the same to me, and it's fine. It's fine. People like it. We, we feel the same way about yes. it. Yes, but this was uh, very interesting. So here's my hot take, though. One is, and I get, I get it. It's in the title, but like, people have such a hard time with a video of somebody killing two kittens, which, believe me, is horrifying. But like, okay, I want to ask this, these people like, do you eat burgers? Do you have bacon in the morning? Uh, do you have you know chicken salad? You know, like these fucking like the chickens you eat, their beaks are getting cut off in the fucking in a fucking factory farm. You know, whatever. So that's the first thing is like, what makes cats so special? <laughs> Okay. So okay. That's my first hot take. That is a fucking hot take. <laughs> this is what makes cats so special. <laughs> and I have three cats, all of whom I love dearly. Um, but you would not fucking hesitate to cook them up. No, I didn't say that. I, know, I just said, I why the outrage over cats? Um, anyway. Um, you should have heard her, man. It was rule zero. But rule fuck. No, he- here's why. The, the here's rule makes why. no sense to me. It's, uh, it's because, because, okay. 
when you kill an animal and then eat it, there is reason or at least just cause for it, right? Okay. Okay. And 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 that's debatable. I don't need fucking vegans in my DMs, right? <laughs> that's debatable. But I think it is when you kill an animal in a factory that was literally only birthed to be killed and ate. I, I, there's one thing. I understand. When you suffocate a cat for the sake of just doing it and then some kind of weird notoriety on the internet. I totally understand. I think that's it. When I say it, it's a rhetorical question. I I, I, I understand. But I answer those. But at the same time, it's like, what's the difference between a, that? There is a difference. Uh, is there? What's the difference between a kid like burning ants with a fucking magnifying, magnifying glass. glass for for shits and there's games. not that's there's not that's, that's like that's that's the point i'm making oh yeah uh but okay so that's my first hot take is it's crazy that this is all over a video of a dude killing cats uh or that was the catalyst that's crazy to me that like that was that people were so fucking hung yeah. up on that two takeaway number two these are takeaways not just hot takes <laughs> yeah, takeaway number two hot takeaway holy shit we all know that knew this already, but this this documentary series really puts into view how much of a data footprint we leave on the internet. Oh yeah, anything we do, anything. And these were regular people. So that leads me to my third hot take, which after episode one, I said out loud, and I feel like Sierra was a little offended by it, like I wasn't taking it seriously. But I was like, so what this is, is lurking the movie. Yeah. What we learned, those three episodes of that show, is how do you take down a a serial killer who exposes himself on the internet is employ the world's most very online lurkers. Because these guys are fucking, like that lady and that dude, the the two main people they keep talking about, they're fucking lurkers. I mean, like these are people like... Just get it's like it was like it was like a it was like a episode of Catfish on steroids. It was like oh let's reverse Google this you know let's blah 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 you know it's like literally just people who are really good at lurking on people. <laughs> Man, I know a couple of them too. I do too. Dude. I know a fucking couple. I'm pretty. People. I'm pretty good at it. To be I'm honest pretty, with you. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it too. Uh, but I definitely know a couple people. You ever want to see what somebody's house looks like and how much they paid for it? Franklin County Auditor, dog. No shit. <laughs> I bet there's some old photos on Redfin, Trulia, Zillow. I'm going to see what you paid for taxes in 2012. Yeah, no, shit's wild. Uh, I th- I thought it was really good, though. No, it was great. It was super entertaining, and uh, it, it is the, the cadence of it is really good, too, because you end the second episode thinking, like, holy shit. And then the third episode is like, oh, you know, I mean, like, it's, yeah. it is, it's, they, the cadence of it is really nice. I it, thought it was, I thought it was fantastic how they definitely shifted the dynamic from you hate this person to you almost start to believe. Another one? Yeah, absolutely. You almost start to believe the mom, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, shit. And then it switches back. And man, I'm telling you, I thought it was fantastic. So I watched two other. Uh, really good. I don't know what to call them. Docu series. Uh, no, one, one was a documentary because it was it was only one, right? Uh, the other two, um, dude, you just like fuck. Yeah, that. you fucking you just ninja kicked the microphone or like body checked it. Um, Colin's getting up to make more G and T's uh, so we can keep this bitch rolling. But no, I watched two more. So Amy was out um, 
happy hour with some fa- uh, some people from work and shit, and I watched the Kevin Hart Don't Fuck This oh, Up. Oh, yeah. I, so it was a documentary of him getting canceled? Is that Pretty basically much. what it's about? So they started the documentary months, uh, probably nine months before the Oscar thing happened. So wow. he just happened. So, the, so then it shifted. Yes. So it's. I thought it was super interesting, and what fucking fantastic timing – the fact that he's filming a documentary and then it actually follows him during the whole scandal, right? And I got to be honest, like it was it, it was super interesting. And it's not like like I'm like a, I'm not a diehard, you know, Kevin Hart fanatic. Like I think he's really funny. Uh I don't necessarily like him in movies the way I like him in stand up, but I think that he is a fucking mogul in the making. Like, he's got his hand in everything. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate the way he moves, right? Mm-hmm. So it was super interesting, and it, it fucking reeled me in. I'm telling you what, it was – It's I think it's six episodes. They're about uh, 25, 30 minutes apiece, and I marathoned them just one That's through awesome. fucking six all the way through. And I thought it was fantastic to watch. I, I highly recommend watching it. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think, you know – what he, you know, the old tweets that were dug up were, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go as far as saying abhorrent, but they were, they weren't, they weren't good. They were no, offensive. They were, but, but if you, you listen to his old standups, yeah. that's the way it was. For and one, if, you, if you listen to anyone's old standups. It was stand-ups. a different time. Seven years ago was a different time. Four years ago was a fucking different time. Yeah, we are exponentially People changing. People fucking change, man. It drives me crazy. And that is that was literally his point. That's the point that he makes throughout is he doesn't want to be held accountable for the mistakes he made. He made these mistakes and he recognizes he made it. And he's like, I, I would like to ask anybody around me, have I made these mistakes since? No? Okay. Well, then that shows you, like, it's okay for me to grow. It's okay for me to live with my mistakes. And I don't delete these tweets because I am living with my mistakes and I learned from them. Totally get where he's coming from. The whole time his publicist is pushing him, like, you got to just apologize. And he's like, I've already apologized. These are not new tweets. Um, You know, a a similar thing just happened. Do you follow that show Ink Master at all? Mm -mm. Okay, so there are three. Please tell me Dave Navarro. No. Damn it. Oliver Peck. No. Yeah. So somebody <laughs> went and dug up some photos from a bunch of years ago from MySpace. They found them on MySpace uh, of him in blackface. But it's not like standard blackface. It's like he painted him whole self black. He had an afro on. He had a basketball. He was like an old basketball player from the fucking 70s. But it caused a shit storm. And these, they, you know what happened is they hit TMZ the other day. A few days ago, they hit TMZ, so, like, it's this whole thing. Now, he, on the other hand, went straight to the media and immediately put out an apology and saying, hey, I made mistakes and yada yada. So I'm sure that a lot of people are uh, more accepting of the way he handled it because people that are just getting familiar with him or even Kevin Hart just getting familiar with Kevin Hart, they don't realize that these people have apologized for these things, you know. Eight years ago. It's also it, – it, here's the other thing. They want to like, hear it right now. Here's the other thing about this whole thing is – and I'm not def- – I am not defending wearing blackface. No. Okay. I just want to say that. out. If you wear blackface, you're a fucking idiot. You, okay? Yeah. You have to be an idiot to do it in the first place. And, and, and if you don't recognize the way that that hurts people of color, when you do that, you are even more of an idiot. Okay. I want to make that very clear. It's not okay. But my God, it's like 
I, uh, you know, Sierra and I have been watching through It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I've seen at least two episodes so far where Dee's had blackface. And on purpose and acting like a black woman. Okay? You know, it's like, it's like, it's so easy to dig up old pictures and cancel people, but it's like, okay, so what does that mean? Like, listen to any stand-up set from 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Listen to any, watch any movie. What? Dude, it's just like, it's like. There there were very questionable things. You know that movie Hackers? Yeah. That's from 95, I think. And there was some questionable shit in that movie. Dude, it's, it's. I, I say mean, that because I just had Hayden watch Hackers. <laughs> I made his, uh, he, he almost caught the uh, side of a boob too. Good soundtrack if you were into the uh, electronica scene. Um, but, uh. <laughs> Uh, no, it's like, uh, there was another thing. There was another thing on this. Uh, you got me going on it now. Um, I lost my train of thought on it, but it, it, it's just, uh, oh, oh, oh. So I was watching, I have two stories about this actually, or one story about it, but it made me think of this is I was watching Dennis Leary, No Cure for Cancer. Okay. His classic stand up from 92. Okay. Where he's smoking and he's remember the song I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a part of that. You watch that thing. I mean, Sierra and I were laughing our asses off, but it was '92 and it is very 1992. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's a lot of jokes that are not okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they're jokes. They are jokes. That's the point. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? I hands down agree. But that being said, about that. So we were watching that the other night. And, you know, that was the first Dennis Leary stand-up I ever saw. And I remember seeing it when I was like 10 years old. Is, there a, is that the whole skit about – does it have the whole skit about the world's going down the tubes? Probably. I, oh, wait, I, we wait, only wait, got wait, halfway wait. through it. Nah, never mind. That's not, that's not but, even Dennis Leary. I just oh, – I thinking of Carlin probably. Yeah. I anyway – uh, fucking watch any carlin set from the 80s right jesus christ um but uh and he was a liberal guy um but um no you we were watching that we were watching that that leary stand up and you know we're sitting there and i watched it when i was 10 years old and it was like so i always had this view of dennis leary as that like that's what dennis leary looks like to me and i watched it for the first time when i was 10 and he looks he looks so old you know what i mean right and i was like Watching it, and I was like, "How old is Dennis Leary?" And I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, he's my dad's age." Okay, he's sixty-two now. And then I did the math, and I look over at Sierra, and I go, "The stand-up is thirty-five." And she goes, "No fucking way! He's forty-five." And I was like, "He's younger than us." <laughs> Shit, dude! I I mean, that was like you know, as something you know, growing up. I had that's Dennis Leary stand up was like my like when I think of Dennis Leary, there's mm. a picture of him and he's always old. It's like, no, dude, he's fucking a year younger than me in this shit. Yeah. Wild. Absolutely wild. And he was so fucking angry, man. So angry. So I love it. Speaking of being angry, I'm always angry when I drive. And today, oh, we know. To, yeah. Trivial things that I bother know, us. I really. Know. And I, I thought about that. Really drive that one home. What's crazy is like. Drive we, that one home. Oh, I see what you did. God, that was a good one. That was punny. Um, 
I thought about it today because I went to pick up some donuts from Duck Donuts. For those of you who don't know, it's like this little donut spot that, like, the donuts come out hot as fuck, and, like, this little machine makes them, and they make them right in front of you. Then they take the donut and blast that fucker into any kind of icing you want and any kind of topping you want, right? Phenomenal. So we were like, fuck it, last day um, of the vacation. Let's have some donuts. Went and picked up some donuts, and uh, Hayden always asked me quite – we have a lot of, like, good conversation when we drive. Like, he always asked me, like, very, you know, theoretical conversations and, like, He's real introspective into things. It, it's it's super weird, but, like, I enjoy those times because he asked a lot of really good questions, questions that, like, I'm pretty sure some of our fucking peers should be asking or asking themselves. So I was sitting at this – I was sitting at this turn ready to turn out, and, you know, I'm grumbling when I go, and I was like, come on, asshole. Like – and he's like, what's happening? And I'm like, well, this car, I can – I just can tell by their speed they're not going to stop at that little stop sign. And if I pull out, they would probably fucking hit me. And so sure enough, car goes by, doesn't stop. And I said, see, and then I pull out and he's like, how'd you know that? And I said, well, there are two different types of drivers. There are offensive and defensive, you know, offensive kind of only care about themselves. They go wild. They get three get- offensive, defensive and clueless. That's true, but I feel like clueless almost falls into the offensive because I consider <laughs> uh, I consider them. They're only thinking about themselves. Right. Sure. So, so I, I think about it in terms of just two buckets: offensives and uh, offensive sure. and defense. Okay. So, defensive, I said, you know, or like me, I think everybody's a fucking idiot and nobody can drive except for me and my friends. So, I'm watching out for all their fuck ups so that I can act accordingly and not kill us. And he's like, "Oh, that makes sense." And in doing so, I, I was thinking, like, man, I'm probably teaching him like bad habits. So then, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but like, have you heard of people saying you need to look at everything with innocence? Or do you do you understand the gist of that at all? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I understand the gist of that. Yeah, I've never but, heard anybody say that, but I understand the gist of it. Well, that's that's something. But for whatever reason, and I don't think it's just me. Like, I've just come in contact with sayings and people saying, "Oh, you got to think about it more innocently." And so, like, I've actually tried to apply that to my life for the past at least ten years. I try to, even when I get shitty in the moment, I try to take a step back and think about it innocently. And I said, you know, it probably wasn't right for me to say you're a fucking idiot or something like that. I said, because honestly, it could have been an accident, you know, because he started he's he's one of those people that like if you if you say like, oh, he's fucking idiot, ran a stop sign, could have killed us. Like, he'll be like, yeah, what are you doing? Like He like feeds off that. And then he's mad at this person, too. And so I said, well, what if I told you that that person, that's the first stop sign they ever ran in their whole life? And they literally didn't see it and it was an accident. He was like, well, I mean, everyone makes mistakes. And I said, see, like that changes the entire narrative, right? They're not fucking idiot, you know, like they did some shit on purpose. I said, we should always try and think innocently about whatever it is, you know, and there's a, uh, there, there are things in my life where I try to apply growing up, growing up in the church, the same concept is show grace. Sure, it's the same thing. It's like give grace. Uh, it's benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So I'm. That's a. I should chalk that up and say that's another one of my New Year's, my my 2020s, because give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I got to do that more. I agree. I, I really do. Um, and 
that's something that my wife does not do well at all, and I constantly <laughs> preach to her about it. Right? I we're the same. We're the same in that. I am constantly saying that you don't know yeah. that that was the intent. Exactly, and I that and that I said those exact words to him today. I said intents matter. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody had intentions on being an asshole and they're an asshole, that's one thing. But if they didn't intend to be an asshole and they did something I'm construing as an asshole, that's kind of on me. It's the same way I feel about, like, if my kids ask me about cussing, you know, I say don't – well, don't do it at all because it's – it's you'll get in trouble. That's the way adults talk, not children. Regardless of if I think cussing's okay or not, in American culture, if you cuss as an 11-year-old, you're going to get in trouble about it. Simple as that. Uh, But – it is not about the words themselves. They're purely cultural. It is about the intent. It is about the heart. It is about your heart. If you stub your toe and you say, motherfucker, that's one thing. If you look at a guy and say, you motherfucker, that's another thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I've actually, I've had that same conversation. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just like, don't, just don't, just don't. But on, yeah. Uh, on this, uh, on this vacation, he goes, out of nowhere, he goes, you know, like every kid in my cat class cusses, and I was like, "Oh yeah, a bunch of cussers, huh?" I was like, "And you?" He's like, "Oh no, not me." Yeah, my kid said the same fucking thing. It's like I was your age. I know you're fucking cussing. Yeah. Don't even act like. But it. like, here's one thing that this is what I love about his innocence, and I know this shit's gonna wear off at some point, so I use it as much as I can now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you know that Gizmo Pal watch you have? It records everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah i said i said it records everything so you know it's fine if you do it like you know it's cool i'm just gonna review the tape and i'll i'll see who all's cussing around you and he was like it records everything and i was like oh yeah dude it can especially like, <laughs> i said i said especially you because you're wearing it so it's closest to you so yeah i'll hear it if it's you he was like even oh. if you say it under your breath, it's in the vibrations of your skin. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love being able to like. Oh man. I love being able to get that one off every once in a while. You know, you, you think about that, you know, cause my mom used to joke about how she would lie to us, you know, about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you, as a kid, you're like, whoa, that was so mean. As an adult, you're like, no, that it's so easy. Uh, like my mom said that she never had to get any like, uh, like the, you know, those like latches for cabinets and stuff. Yeah. She goes like, I never had to get any of that with you because I opened it one day or you opened it one day and I looked at you. You were like three years old and I looked at you and I said, if you ingest any, if you, if you drink or eat any of that stuff under there, under the sink, you will die. <laughs> and my mom said, I never had a problem with that again. Meanwhile, 2019, 2018 motherfuckers eating Tide Pods. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Where was your mom? She should have been like, you know, because we're not telling our kids enough that they're going to die. I tell my kid all the time. (laughs) No, he, uh, you know, like when they used to roll those carts, those like media carts into the room and you're like, fuck yeah, about to turn off the lights and watch a show about like Indians or something. Uh, That's what I want. Native Americans. Mm, No, back then they were called Indians. Oh, you're talking about the country of India. I wasn't. I was, t- I was talking about Native Americans. But back then, it was okay to say that. I realize no, now it's, that it's, no, it's it's not appropriate anymore. Um, I mean, but honestly, like, it's it kind of fucked up the game, Cowboys and Indians, right? Yeah. It, it, the, whole, the whole origin story of the Indian name is so fucked up, too, because it's like... 
We idolize these world explorers. Okay? We idolize these people. Magellan, Columbus, you know, all these folks. We idolize them as people who, like, like discovered shit. We have fucking days dedicated to them is what you're saying. You got these motherfuckers who showing up thinking they're in India and be like, Indians! <laughs> fucking idiots! Like, actual idiots! Well, can we also talk about the fact that we idolized these people and we gave them their own days and shit like that, and now we're like, don't you dare cross a border without the fucking paperwork, motherfucker. I'm coming for oh, that man. ass. Oh, man. Speaking of other countries... Specifically, specifically hard for us because we live in a in a city whose namesake is right <laughs> after uh, imperialist colonialist oppressor. But there's a fucking day that got canceled. <laughs> it's Indigenous People's Day. There's a day that got canceled. Uh, no, speaking of other countries, let's address the fucking elephant. What, yeah, let's let's address what the fuck has been going on in the media the past few days. I'd like to hear your take on the recent killing of. Uh, What's the fucking guy's name? Uh, Soleimani. Soleimani. But it's funny, too, because as somebody who is very active on Twitter, it is hilarious how all of a sudden everybody is a, a is an expert on Iranian culture and politics and foreign policy. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. You didn't give a shit. And you didn't give a fucking shit until Donald Trump was the one who made this call. That is the thing. People are taking this, their disdain for Trump, and they're letting that. Oh, I agree. I, I hate that. They take their disdain for the president, and then everything that happens is his fault, was a bad call, and yada, yada. Me, it, we saw it, it with the thanks Obama shit. Yeah, and right? you know, and, and it's part of it is selective outrage you know like everybody's like well you didn't say anything when obama did and it's like yeah you know what some of us did some of us thought obama's foreign policy was shit right. so fuck off he's not president anymore good okay we're talking about what's happening now so fuck the but obama bullshit okay so let's let's start with let's but give me your let's my, start with your super high level my was it the take, right call or the wrong call my hot take was it the right call or the wrong call? I think is the wrong question because I don't know. Because we don't okay, know. You're right. You're right. I do. I do want to know what intelligence they keep basing everything on. Correct. But so you know, I will say that homeboy was a bad guy, and he was a uh, you know one of the most dangerous terrorists or terrorist enablers uh, in the world. And it is good that he is no longer breathing the same air as us. Uh, he's breathing air in hell. Um, no. Uh, it, uh, you know, it, it is good that he's not on this earth anymore. Good thing. It's funny because, like, no liberals ever had a problem when Barack Obama killed Osama bin Laden in a secret mission. Nobody had a problem with that. Right. But all of a sudden they had a huge problem with this. I understand the outrage about it because – as it appears, and I'm not saying that this is the truth, but as it appears, it seems like interesting timing to distract from the impending impeachment trial that will start likely tomorrow or Tuesday. You know, it seems little too convenient that we got this guy right now. And let's add fuel to the fire and talk about his tweets uh, regarding Obama. Yes. And the fact that 
much of what I feel. What just happened? Uh, it was just a phone. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, much of what I feel about and this is not just this case, but just in general of you know the the Trump legacy has been undoing the Obama legacy. Oh yeah, we all know that. But so much of it seems like projection. You know, so much so much of it seems like so much of it seems like a lot of that but Obama stuff is like, oh, so you're saying that you really wished Obama did this stuff, but it was because he was a black guy and a liberal. You know what I mean? Hmm. And uh, because so much of what the Trump administration does is what these folks hated about the Obama Obama administration <laughs> is unilateral moves without the without the consent of Congress for one, you know, like that's the thing. Yes. Should we have taken out this guy? Yes, absolutely. And it seems like it was a really well executed plan. If you see the pictures of it, they drone strike this dude in a convoy and the barriers on the freeway aren't even black. You know what I mean? Like, well, they fucking nailed this guy. That's that's one thing that I think a lot of people are forgetting is that America does shit like this all the time. Yeah. And we will blow a motherfucker up and kill a bunch of civilians, too. This was probably one of the more well thought out. You know, and you know, people like to give him shit for saying this. But, you know, when Trump says stuff like, are we any better? It's like, no, there's truth to that. You know, like we do do a lot of covert bullshit. We have people that are probably just as bad. They're just not taking uh, American lives. So should he be gone? Yes. Mm -hmm. Was this the right? There you go. See, we're black shirts like me. Spilled a little on Uh, myself. Was this the right call right now? I'm not sure. It, you know, it was that, convenient timing. I think we need to 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 see how this plays out. That being said, the way it looks is, you know, everybody talks about how Donald Trump is his decisive action is making us safer, but it's like the Iraqi uh, parliament today decided to expel U.S. forces from Iraq. So Iraq is saying, "Fuck off! We want nothing to do with you." which will make a space for Iran to take over. And Iran is vowing retaliation. And and they backed out of the uh, nuclear deal. And they said, you know what? Every last little bit we are still hanging on to in that nuclear deal, we're gone. And it wasn't a good deal. No. But No, no. I I this is a this is a nonpartisan thing. It doesn't need to be a partisan thing. It doesn't need and that's a thing is you see fucking crazies on both sides. You know, oh, yeah. you got fucking America fuck yeah guys on one side and the other side are you got like Michael Moore. I know. He like sent an email or no, a DM. He slid into the Ayatollah's <laughs> DMs. The Ayatollah slid into his DMs. You know, to say, hey, please don't. You got people like uh, Rose McGowan saying that oh uh, my God. the given, U.S. has disrespected the Iranian flag. Giving her It's like, no, 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 no. Like, okay, we, just because you hate Donald Trump as much as I do doesn't mean that you can't, that, that everything he does is bad. Yeah. And I, I'm not, and I'm not saying this is good. It's not – I don't think it's good. It yeah, doesn't but, look good. But it doesn't I, look I, I like strategy. Point, I think the point you're making is that – Don't let for, hysteria yes. get in the way of policy. For the And for the lack of a better term, uh, war is 
forever. Like, war is always going to be there. We're never going to have a fucking time where there isn't war, there isn't strategy, there isn't countries that just perpetually hate us for life and we have to constantly have our guard up. Some things just need to happen. And being that we are a fucking superpower in this world, we do have to step in more times than not. The same way we ask teachers to step in when our kid has a problem with another kid. We don't let them just fucking fight it out on the playground. We expect the school administration to step in because they have the higher power. I don't support war. I'm I'm a uh, in that regard I'm a total pacifist. Uh, I think that war is the wrong answer. Um, but to just discount this as a totally bad it's not a bad it's it is a bad. I, wow, I'm like contradicting myself within sentences because you're you're having conflict about the fact that a human life was taken. Sure, no, 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 no fuck that guy. I hope he burns in hell. Uh, but um. It's just it seems haphazard. It and like I said, I hope that time over the next couple of days, I hope we find this stuff out. But it already, it's like the, the White House and the Pentagon both have said different reasons for it and all this stuff. And it seems like who's going to impeach or who's going to remove a wartime president because the Iraq War was was uh, launched in a election year. Uh, what doesn't the this Gulf go back War to was Vietnam? launched in election didn't, year? Didn't, the Vietnam yeah. Vietnam was launched in election year. I mean, it's like this is a strategy that incumbent presidents do because they know that it brings people together when we say we're fucking the bad guys. So my wife has always said nothing unites people greater than hate. And that's a that's a good quote. It's a not it's yeah, it's fucking shout out. I don't know where sad. she got it from. If she got it from anybody, she sad, might have made that shit up. It's a sad quote. It is a, a sad quote. But like honestly, when you think about what gets people together, you can't get motherfuckers together for anything, but I have seen a fuck ton of rallies already. And there are I would say thirty to forty that were coordinated all across the US for not going to war with Iran. And that's the thing. That's the thing is like both things can be true at once. We can say it's good that this guy is taken out because he is he is, is responsible for the deaths of many American lives. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for the deaths of many non-American lives. He's responsible for the deaths of many innocent lives. It's okay to say that this guy, it's good he's gone. Uh, it's also okay to say is there a strategy here? We deserve answers. We're the American people. You didn't consult us first. Uh, the the thing that I have a problem with uh, in all of this, it, you know what? And like I shouldn't be saying this, but I don't even I don't even really have a problem with how it was handled. I have a problem with the dick swinging that's happening afterwards. Oh my god! The fucking flexing like we have fifty two. So targets queued yeah, up. That is the other thing. Is That's the, my problem. That 52 brought- targets uh, queued up for the 52 American lives lost. And did you see that Iran has like, they're like, yeah, we have 30 something American targets that have we've had queued up forever. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to pull up that tweet just because I got to talk about it for a sec. Because it, it, I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's that, you know what? But if you like really think about like who, who his demographic is. They fucking love the dick swinging. I have never seen more people say, well, he tells it like it is. I'm like, yeah, but that's not really how it works. Like, have you never heard of the word politics? Like, do you not understand that 
politicking, like in the hood, politicking is like being diplomatic and like working together together for a common goal and shit like that. He's not like that. He's just fucking, for lack of a better term, he's just pulling the trigger on shit. I mean, it, it was a three tweet thread. Yeah. And it's so funny. Do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I do. Okay. It's so funny because, and this is one of those cognitive dissonances with uh, Trump supporters where they talk about, oh, yeah, I wish he didn't tweet so much. I wish he didn't do these things. I wish he didn't run his mouth. But then his tweets become our policy. You know, so this was a three tweet thing. But the third tweet says, you know, we have targeted 52 Iranian sites, which is funny. The 52 thing, I guess, has something. I'm. And it's I, the American lives lost. There's something to do with the 70s. In the 70s, there was something where Ir- Iranians did something with 52. Yeah. Something. So it's like everything with Donald Trump is like the grievances of the 70s for Republicans. I, I don't know. Whatever. But targeted 52 Iranian sites representing the 52 American hostages. Uh, I just got rid of uh, Taken by Iran many years ago in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Some at very high level and important to Iran and the Iranian culture. And the blah, blah, blah will be hit very fast and very hard. The USA wants some more threats. It's like saying that out loud is these these are war crimes and I'm ready to commit them. It's not like George W. Bush where it's like, yeah, we're going to torture people and commit all these war crimes in secret. No, this is like he's tweeting to the world, regardless if you like his tweets or not, that is the way he communicates. I'm ready to commit war crimes for my cause and that's just who are we what are we doing what's going on it is also interesting that every time uh we get to the end of a presidency like end of their term they start just like fucking pulling the trigger on shit just to make sure that shit gets done like i did if i'm not mistaken there was bombings happening until obama's last fucking day in office oh yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, like the last week or the last month and few years, like whatever it is, like they're just like, oh, God, I have this fucking huge checklist and I got things I need to check off of it. Do this, do this, do this. And I could be full of shit. But like it feels like they're rushing to get some of the shit done that yep. they know isn't going to fly if they're not in office. This yep. might have even been one of them. I think we talked about this a lot more than we expected to. Yep. Uh, but uh, no, it's it, I it's. I'm taking a gray area, middle of the road approach on this is that decisive military action against somebody who has been responsible for the deaths of many innocent people is good. Uh, I'm not certain that this administration has the capability to execute well thought out strategic plans because there is somebody who is so manic as the commander in chief. Uh, on top of that, that's the easiest way I can put it. On top of that, you know, and we we touched on this earlier unintentionally. We talked on technical and uh, technology and the importance it plays in my life. And you're starting to get you know into it. You're starting to get into it. <laughs> you make me sound like I'm fucking seventy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, boomer. <laughs> We're just I, starting to get into technology. What I think is going to be a more prevalent response, and granted, they don't have the uh, technical um, feet. I don't even. I don't even know what to say the the technical uh, 
know-how rather to be a Russia or a China in relation to hacking and things of that nature. But as we start to make more and more and more enemies, our enemies are going to become allies, right? Because they have one common goal. They hate America. I mean, I think just, there was a news, see, news article came out yesterday that China, Russia, and Iran are doing military naval drills right there by Iran. I, it's but, flexing. But when it, and and be that as it may, what I really think is going to come out of this is I think they're going to try to hurt our infrastructure as far as technology goes. Oh yeah, I, I think that's going to be the, the big way play. To take us down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like do you, I don't remember uh, what year it was, but I remember there was a big cyber attack that like basically crippled Wall Street. It like took down and like nowadays what they're doing is they're not just like you know denial of service. They're not just like attacking websites. Uh, they're starting to get into infrastructures and wipe servers. And granted, most companies and corporations have uh, disaster recovery and things like and things get backed up, and that's all fine and dandy. But like, can you think about taking taking big large corporations off the fucking grid for two or three days? That's catastrophic. What's it like in your house when the internet's down for two hours? Oh, it's a pain in the ass. Considering everything I do is on the internet, it's a pain. It's a pain in the ass for you as an adult, and boring as an adult, and it's like catastrophic for children. Well, now think if you didn't have the internet or cell service. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like. It's like you think about the pettiness of your internet going down for two hours. Like, what if our grid was taken down? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's crazy. There, there was a website. I, did you catch the article that there was already a website that was hacked? And yeah, it was some government agency or something like that. I, yeah, but I, I thought that uh, I thought that they determined that that was like a sympathizer that wasn't actually Iran. I, there's a lot of th- th- this is the other problem with this whole thing is we are in an era they call it a post-truth era Mm. or fake news misinformation whatever you know and i I actually tweeted about this uh this morning or yesterday but like you know when the president tweets all hard like that we've targeted 52 sites that's bullshit for one but two it's just like when you spend your whole life bullshitting to get your way it's really hard to take that sort of thing seriously you know like crying wolf we i was gonna say we have a story called the boy who cried wolf yeah that kind of teaches this you know when you are constantly bullshitting then when you say hey guys i'm i got 52 targets so we're gonna destroy your iranian culture it's i like, mean they came back and said they had like 32 it's so easy so. For, but it's so easy for them to be like yeah fuck off you know what i mean because we right. have a liar at the helm you know but well, uh, henry rollins what henry rollins what about henry rollins liar Oh, 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 oh. Because <laughs> I'm a liar. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it's the next couple, the next week is not going to be fun as a culture. That, well, that's why all I posted about it, I just said it's going to be a shitstorm. And, you know, this is an interesting thing. It's a, I, 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 I honestly, can I just real quick? Yes. I don't think we're going to war. Like as far as like World War Three, like I don't think that that's uh, a thing. World War Three, no, no, uh, I don't think that that's a thing. Do I think this is going to make things worse and people are going to get killed and that this is that we will be in at least a skirmish? 
yeah. as they put it, for absolute goddamn sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I news articles today saying U.S. forces in Iraq are stopping to fight ISIS, stopping their fight against ISIS to make sure they're ready to fight against Iranian sympathizers. Like, that sucks. Uh, but no, I I, I don't know the. the it what uh what i was about to say is one thing i noticed this year <laughs> this year Gee, colin it's fucking it's the fifth one thing i no one thing i noticed this holiday season is that better that's better uh is i was texting with a friend who's a cool guy okay okay like he's cooler than me like shout out to cool guy he's friends with the cool people okay i'm friends with cool people too but i'm i guess i'm just not in the cool people group because I don't get invited to all the cool people stuff. Okay. But, um. Hey, man, fuck you, cool guy. Invite Colin to the cool shit. <laughs> Maybe Colin doesn't want to be involved in the cool shit. Um, but, uh. That's the coolest thing. I was thing texting him. Say. I was texting him and I said, we were just talking about, like, hey, what's been going on? You know, we need to hang out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, that's the weirdest thing, man. I was like, either people aren't having Christmas parties or we're not getting invited to them. And I said the same thing about New Year's. I was like, either people aren't having New Year's parties or we're not getting invited to them. And I've heard a lot, including this cool guy, I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. There was, it felt like there was the Christmas, I think I said this on the last podcast, it felt like the Christmas joy's not there. <laughs> I think that we're tired by culture. We're afraid of world events. And it's just like all of this is just bringing us down, man. It's like we're January 5th here and it's like I took my Christmas tree down like two days after Christmas because like, you know, it's just like it's like stuff. I just feel like that there's a joy of this season that is absolutely absent this year. I feel like everyone's tired and depressed by the speed and the and the. uh not to sound like an old conservative guy, but like the depravity of our culture. <laughs> Man. Uh, I will say that this is the first year we didn't do a either a Friendsgiving or a Friendsmas. We didn't that's what I'm saying. That's exactly. And that's the thing. I think I think it's extremes on some ends. Like some people like, no, I didn't do anything. But uh, uh, even on the less extreme end, it's like in general, the holiday season snuck up on everybody. Yeah. And we just did it. This year, the, it didn't seem like there was a lot of Christmas joy, is what I'm saying, mm. and that sucks. But I think that's where we're at. I think this band's about to get ready to practice. Well, I will say, um, just in in closing, uh, I do have a trivial thing this week, though. Do you? So at least let me do. Can it. I say but, that I don't? Because I'm trying to be uh, less trivial. Although I'm going to still do them. I just the one I had queued up today was more about driving, and I'm going to try and assume innocence and just back out of this. Colin, can I just have your trivial thing? Go ahead and knock it out for me. What What were you about to say? Or you you have a closing thing? I have a closing thing. What are we at? Like an hour and a half? A fucking thirty seconds past. Wow. Yeah, you nailed it. We've been going. Uh, here's my trivial thing. Quick. <laughs> Why quick? Because they're going to start. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Cable companies. Mm. (laughs) Internet, specifically. All right. I was on the phone with WoW for an hour the other day. Okay. Okay. So 
I just happened to notice that my internet sucks. Okay. How the fuck do you just happen to notice yeah, that? You know, it happens once a year, maybe, where you're just like, wait a minute. Are the new customers getting a better deal than me? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, that. That thing. That is my trivial thing. Okay. And um, so I put a TV in the kids, in the boys' room. Okay. Okay. On the first. I told the boys a month ago. If you keep your room, because my father-in-law gave us a TV with a wall mount, like a 32-inch TV, not not a big TV, but a TV with a wall mount, like a really nice, one of those arms that's like articulated so you can turn it like this, sure, like this, it's, you can move yeah, it forward and back. It's, it's, it's called like, full motion. Thank you. A nice, a nice one. You're like, get through your story. No, They're no, about no, to no. practice. Um, so they kept their room clean until the, the the deal was they could keep the room clean until 2020. I would put the TV in their room. So I put the TV in their room. I also have an old, t- old Apple TV that I put in there so they could, you know, watch Netflix and stream shit and whatever. But like Miles was trying to watch Gravity Falls and it was like buffering every five seconds, mm. you know. And they're that be you know, to be fair, their room is the farthest point in the house from the Wi-Fi. Got to get that mesh router. So I was like, you know what? This is, you know, Internet's been slow. I think, you know, we've had the same router for four or five years now, mm-hmm. four years maybe. Now is the time to upgrade. All right. And so I just look at Wiles website and I see that they're offering for 75 bucks a month, one gig Internet. Plus whole whole home Wi Fi, mm-hmm. you know the the beacons and all that shit. And I know you got the Google Mesh. And, uh, I'm I'm just listen. I'm I'm uh, I'm doing my but, agreement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because I had got I I got a Wi Fi extender. Okay, when I put the TV up on the first, and that didn't do shit. Okay, yeah, we got a great Wi Fi signal up there, but not a fast internet. And um, so uh, I called and I was just like. I noticed that you were giving a gig internet for 75 bucks a month. Can you tell me what my internet is right now? And they said it was the internet 100, 100 Mbps, mm. which is what they're offering for $34 a month. And I pay 72. And I was like, okay, I understand that these are deals for new customers with two-year agreements and all that shit and all that but it is very hard for me as a longtime wow customer 10 plus years because i think and i and i was i was like i'm gonna take not the dickhead angle here i'm gonna take the good angle see if i can get that you catch more bees with honey is what you're saying yeah and i was just like you guys are in my opinion the best deal and the fastest internet in central ohio they were like, I got this motherfucker. I don't need to give him yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but it is very hard for me to square the fact that I am paying $3 less a month for what you are giving people, new customers, 10 times faster internet for. Yeah. I was like, I get it. These are different deals. I know, I, I understand they're different deals. I'm not going to argue about that. I understand it might cost more for me, but like, dude, like, 10 times faster than what I have for $3 more a month. They gave me the deal. They gave me the new customer deal after an hour. Uh, okay. So I'm on the phone with them. But that's okay. No, yeah. Uh, that's okay. Is it okay though? I was at work. 
and I'm trying to work and I'm sitting in a meeting room. So you were getting double paid. No, no, no. I had you the, were getting double I paid. I was working and I had the phone out on speaker while I was on hold. And she goes, I'm going to put you on – after being transferred once because you always go – You got to go to retentions. Well, you always – the first Man, thing I'm you do – I'm telling you. I need, is, to, I need to learn you. This is your tip. No, because I feel – I need to learn you. If you're calling a cable company, always select the one that says you want to cancel service. Yeah, that takes you to retentions. They can because do the best you, deals. Well, not only that, but you don't sit on hold for 15 minutes. You sit on hold for two minutes. I'm going I'm to turn you on to a website called DSL Report. Okay? <laughs> go on. I'm aware that you know all this shit hey, better than everybody, me. go to DSL Report and Everyone see. listening to this right now is being like, yeah, dude. Could you have told me this story 10 years ago? Um, anyway, DSL she puts Report. me on hold. She transfer, transfers me over to this other lady. And then she puts me on hold. Uh, she goes, I totally understand, sir, your frustration. Can I put you on hold for a couple short minutes while I put a package together for you? Uh. Yeah. 12 minutes, 13 minutes later. So I've already been on the phone for 40 minutes, maybe. Uh, 12, 13 minutes later, the hold music changes. Oh, you got transferred. And they're like, Please stay on the line. You know, and then lady picks up two minutes later. She's like, thanks for calling. Wow, how may I help you? And I was like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She put me on a very brief hold while she put a package together. And she's like, oh, I can understand how frustrating that is. It's like, can you? Reading from my script. (laughs) Can you, though? Uh, Anyway, an hour later. Not an hour later for them, but an hour total, I ended up getting that deal. But my trivial thing <laughs> after that long, stupid story that every person listening to this has experienced, they did give me the new customer deal. <laughs> so, And I'm getting a mesh system with 10 times faster internet than I currently have. So you, your internet is now three times faster than mine. Nice. Because all they offer in my area is like uh, I, I hit about three thirty-five. Mm. That's about what I get. They did say that my modem is is uh, fucking antiquated, rated for five hundred. So they said you will see an immediate until you get your new equipment. You will see an immediate immediate jump in speed to five hundred. We have seen a jump in speed, but I do think that the Wi-Fi antenna in the router is bad. So I will say that uh, when I went out and bought my own Google router. I see you got a chart up on your phone ready to talk about. <laughs> this, is not, this is about our stats as a podcast. So that's what I'm going to close with. Um, so when I went out and bought the Google mesh system, that night I saw a jump. And let me tell you why. Everybody knows that wiring your computer directly in is always better than Wi-Fi. This, despite how good Wi-Fi is, it's always better to wire it in. That being said, how the Google pucks work is they can transfer data between them mm-hmm. so fucking fast. Yeah. I'll never have a Wi-Fi card that can transfer that fast. So what's really cool about it is not only do I have one downstairs where the main router uh, and it's you know broadcasting Wi-Fi and all that. But I have one in my office that's receiving it at lightning speed fast. But because it's in my office right next to the computer, I actually hardwired my computer from that puck. So it's acting acting nice. as my Wi-Fi card. 
and I saw my shit go from like 250 to like 335 in a day just by and I had a I had a really nice like $100 PCI like wi- Wi-Fi card. Like I should have never seen that big of a difference but seen. <laughs> saw seen that it. big yeah, saw it. that big of a difference but I did. Um other other than that, let me just say DSL report, you can go there and you can look at what other people have gotten for their deals and you can compare and go into battle essentially knowing exactly what you need to say. They'll even tell you. It's sometimes it's even people that work at the companies that said, "Hey, when you call, press this. It's not even an option, but if you press this, it'll take you to this person. You'll get right in. And if you get right in, here's the words you need to say and they'll offer you this. Like they fucking tell you what the deal is and like oh i've played the game being I, I mean, battle like being battle ready is half the game yeah i uh, no, i was ready i was ready to be a dick i'm not usually a dick with customer service people and i was ready for it yeah but they were very nice and i just said look like i'm a customer i'm i'm not i would like some service <laughs> i'm not about to leave because spectrum is bullshit and i'm not about to leave i have spectrum i i it's all i can have i understand that uh, uh, like I, I made it very, shit. I made it very clear. I was not trying to be that kind of guy that was like, "I'm gonna leave." You know, like that episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza says, "When you're at a car dealership, you always have to say that you're gonna walk out the door." Fuck yeah, you do. I'll walk right out this door. All right, so let's address this chart that I had pulled up that you tried <laughs> to call me out on. So, uh, in in getting our bands music up on Spotify, I started thinking about, okay, I go through a host that publishes my my podcast, right? Mm-hmm. It publishes the podcast. How do I take control of the podcast stats? Or oh, are you on Spotify for artists? For Spotify. You on Spotify for artists? It, they have Spotify for podcasters too. They do? Yeah. Like podcasts.spotify.com? Yes. Oh, wow. So they don't have an app yet. But they're going to – they actually have uh, – because uh, podcasts have grown so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're actually going to do something similar to – They got they got good stat algorithms. They do. Uh, can I just say I found the fucking stats on Spotify. Okay. Very interesting. What do you mean by interesting? Uh, number one, more more females listen to us than males okay. it, for Spotify. Okay. Uh, for for overall, it's like 42, 42, and 8 were like undisclosed, right? So holy fuck, that's very, very, hmm. very split, right? Uh, the next thing I found very interesting was our age groups are almost 100% in line with our male-female ratio. Actually, they were. It was 42, 42, and 8. So it's it was 42% women, 28 to 34, 42% men, 28 to 34, and then almost an exact ratio in the 18 to 22 category. So what that tells me is nobody 45 and up is checking for us, and they don't really do under 18. So uh, what's the other thing here? Dude, our follower count stays mad steady. People don't like us. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> no one's following us on uh, Spotify. Uh, but people are following us on, like, uh, Apple and shit like that. Um, oh, dude, there's, like, like, like 
20 people follow us, uh, uh, Natha on Spotify. I don't really give a shit about followers. Have you ever followed somebody on Spotify? Yes. <laughs> well, you are an anomaly, my friend. I don't know. Like, how how do you get quick notify of new music if not following somebody Spotify has a uh, algorithmic playlist based on what you listen to called Release Radar. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, how. I, and do you just check Release Radar? That's it. Well, I also, I also am very online. <laughs> I am so online. I, I, I'm just saying. I, 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 you know, also read blogs and music news sites and stuff like that. That's how I find out about a lot of new stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Anyway, I thought it was pretty neat uh, just to look at. So what you're saying is that Amy listens to us. She does. (laughs) She totally does. No, that's it. Uh, No, no. (laughs) And and this was the last thing that I found uh, interesting as well is it shows you, um, like the top five artists that they're listening to. Please. Do you Tell want, me those are you, top five. Are you ready to let's hear this? Let's end with that. Let's are end you ready with, to hear this? In closing, let's end with the top five artists that people who listen to Heckin' Cool Dads also listen to. It doesn't put it in any particular order, so I'm just going to go straight left Do to it. right. Do it. Nat King Cole. <laughs> who the fuck is that? <laughs> what do you mean? No, who no, the, no, 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 no. Who the fuck is the person listening oh, oh, to oh, us? Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were about to say, who the fuck is Nat King Cole? No, bro. Seriously, though, who the fuck is Nat yeah. King Cole? Fuck Nat King Cole. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, number two, Ariana Grande. <laughs> number three, Juice World. Is that you? No, it's oh not my me. God. Uh, number four, this was this was funny. Um, Lil Nas X. <laughs> like, what is going on? All right, and to wrap up our five of artists they're listening to. Probably the same person listening to Nat King Cole. Carpenters. The Carpenters? Yes. Like, did did you not hear the age range that I said? Yo, it, they're all yo, fucking yo, my 28 dad's, to if 34. If my dad's listening to this, I bet the Carpenters is my dad. Dad, do you listen to the Carpenters? 28 to 34 <laughs> is our demographic. Over 90% of our listeners are 28 to 34. All those. That is, does and they're you- fucking... Does your Moonlighting wife, does your wife, does your wife listen to Nat King Cole? No. Okay. So it's, I was just wondering my, if the, the top five was listens, just your wife. She listens to Drake. <laughs> like, that's it. My wife listens to Drake. Oh, oh you know what I didn't do? And now I'm going to save it for next episode because we got to wrap up. I forgot to do my top 10 today. Oh, Excuse shit. Me. Okay, next week. Next week, uh, I'm going to do my top 10 records of 2019 and I'll cut it out just like I did for yours. All right. Episode 38, we're out this bitch. 38.